Welcome back to another episode of On the Bench, our Meet the Coach series. I'm Brendan Sinone. I got Josh Newberg with me right now. Josh, who is coming up today? We got defensive backs coach Marcus Woodson. Coach Wood, as we've learned. Yeah, the, the interviews people are going to find out, we're going to learn about nicknames or not-so-nicknames, uh, his playing days, recruiting philosophies. I, I thought Coach Wood... Uh, so far, he's our third interview. I thought he was by far like the most enthusiastic guy we spoke with. A lot of energy, uh, kind of matched with what Charles James told us about him a couple couple weeks ago. Yeah, and really insightful as far as just getting a behind-the-scenes look at how this staff came together and kind of the reasons why they all stick with Mike Norvell. That was a dynamite drop in, Josh. It was three seconds delayed, but it's late here. We'll We'll wrap it up. All right, enough of me. Uh, I'm going to lead us into commercial break. On the other side, we're going to have Coach Marcus Woodson coming up. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome back to On the Bench. We are continuing our Meet the Coach series uh, with Florida State's defensive backs coach, passing game coordinator, uh, the the latest addition to the staff, but a, a significant one. That's Coach Marcus Woodson. Coach Woodson, welcome to On the Bench. How's it going this evening? It's going great. Thanks for having me. Oh, for sure. We're we're excited about it, and uh, and I, I have a very pertinent question that I want to start things off with. You ready for this? Yes, sir. All right. Is FSU, in fact, the, the DBU? Absolutely. Yes, sir. <laughs> All, right. Right All right. You passed. All right. You passed, you passed the yes, first sir. test. How, how come? Why, why in your mind is Florida State kind of like, you know, the lot, a lot of schools coach want to lay claim to that. And I guess there's, you can make arguments for different programs. Why in your mind is Florida State uh, DBU? Well, yeah, well, when you go back and you look at the tradition and, and the history of defensive backs that's been developed here at, at Florida State, uh, that was a standard set here a long time ago from a defensive backs perspective. And it originated and started at Florida State, you know. So at the end of the day, there may be some schools from a developmental standpoint that may have more numbers as far as guys playing at the next level from a defensive back standpoint. But at the end of the day, uh, it started at Florida State. Uh, this is the original defensive back university, and we're going to do everything here moving forward to make sure we can get that name back to Florida State. Coach, this is Newberg. Um, I've I've walked through the more a couple times, you know, back in your offices, and one of the things that always catches my eye is that hallway with all the NFL jerseys on it. 
And one of the things that stands out is specifically is all the defensive backs that are on that wall. What was it like for Mm -hmm. you the first time you walked through that hallway? What were some of the feelings that you got the first time that, you know, you came to the moor and saw that? Well, yeah, number one, it was a surreal moment for me. And I had to pinch myself to make sure that I wasn't dreaming uh, just being a defensive back coach at Florida State University. And then you walk down the hallways, as you mentioned, and it verifies the tradition. It verifies the history of defensive Mm -hmm. back play. And uh, it's a long list of guys that, that came here, had great college careers, and went on and played a long time in the NFL. And, you know, I'm just looking to continue to add to the wall uh, with jerseys moving forward just to help guys achieve their dreams and goals when it comes to defensive back play. How do you roll that over to um, the recruiting trail? Can that help you? Uh, Absolutely. You know, uh, the, the, the one thing, man, is that when you got proof to show the number of defensive backs that's been developed here at Florida State, and you start educating guys on the history of of the defensive backs that played here. And then you let them know the vision that you have for them and how you could help them achieve their dreams and goals right here at Florida state and give them the vision of adding their Jersey to the collection. That's already there. Uh, I mean, it it speaks for itself. Uh, Mm -hmm. And it's to the point now to where, you know, with the Derwin Jameses of the world, with the Jalen Ramses of the world, those are the most recent names that guys or recruits would recognize nowadays. And just from the standard that they set with the success that they're having at the next level, uh, I think really intrigues kids to want to be a part of it. And, you know, it's a national brand. You look at the logo, it speaks for itself. And I'm just excited, man, to continue to bring in you know, prospects that's going to represent us in a championship way off the field and on the field and, uh, you know, get back to that nationally recognized program that is, uh, is built here at Florida state. Marcus, maybe this is what you just said is going to be part of this answer. I am curious. You were in a really good spot at Auburn. Uh, Obviously that defense has been really good and you can recruit at an elite level there. Uh, The Florida state position opens up. Why Florida State for you, and and why now? Uh, why why was that? Why would you make that jump? Yeah, well, first, uh, I, I I am grateful for the opportunity that Coach Malzahn at at Auburn provided. I learned a lot, I grew a lot, uh, and it was a great two year span. Uh, but it's two reasons why I came to Florida State. Number one, for Mike Norvell, uh, having you know previous experience with him. He's someone that uh, I absolutely enjoy working for. Uh, Both my family and I just enjoy being around. And his love for the players is something that I believe in. And and then secondly, it's Florida State. Uh, When you look at, again, all the success that has been made here at Florida State and the tradition and the history that goes with it, uh, you got to ask yourself, why not? Uh, Not why come, but why not? So, those are the two reasons primarily that I just felt it was the right opportunity for my family and I to come and be a part of something special. No, that definitely makes sense. I know uh, uh, why not. It's a beautiful way to, to phrase it. And uh, our listeners are excited to have you here. When you, when you were hired coach, like it was obviously it was a weird transition time. I, I guess at any time is when you're, when a head coach is filling in a new staff, there's a lot of moving pieces. 
uh, but you came in a little bit after the, the staff was thought to be complete. And Josh and I were talking about this recently, like how difficult it is for coaches. I know this is part of the profession, but like when you guys get a new job, uh, you're usually hitting the ground running now, like on national signing day, early signing period, even before, maybe sometimes what was this process like coming in in late January? Like, have you even moved in yet? Like, have you been able to settle down? I guess what's your life been like in the last month? <laughs> yeah, well, a whirlwind, say the least. Uh, the one thing that I can say that helped is the familiarity that came along with working for a guy that you worked with before. You understand his process. You understand his standard. And just his overall philosophy with what he's looking for uh, when it comes to the day-in and day-out work of things. And obviously, I hit the ground running in recruiting when I first got here. So that was something that we put a premium on right off the bat. And that's something that he uh, put a premium on day in and day out. Uh, you know, as far as my, my personal life, uh, you know, I spent the first month living in a hotel. And I've recently here, uh, you know, was able to come along a, a, a condo. So I'm living in a condo as of right now. And my wife is in the process of looking for a permanent home. Uh, and this past weekend was their first weekend of being here, uh, you know, to experience Tallahassee. And nice. they were 10 times more excited leaving than they were when they got here, simply because it's a, it's a good fit for my family and I. Not only the situation here at Florida State, but living in Tallahassee. Uh, this is a great city uh, with great people. And we're just fortunate to be a part of what's about to happen here at Florida State. Coach, you don't always love your boss or get along with your boss in, in any working industry. So the things that you said about about Mike Norvell, was it tough to leave the program at Memphis? And did you ever wonder that if you guys would work together again? You know what? It was tough because, um, you know, anytime you love who you're working for and the guys that you're working with, uh, it's always a, a tough situation. Uh, but I always had aspirations of coaching in the SEC, being a player or former player, if you will, in the SEC. So I just felt that it was a, a great opportunity for me to, to go ahead and, and jump out on a leap of faith and, and take the opportunity at Auburn. Uh, but it came back around full circle, you know, so – uh, I'm glad it did. It happened exactly the way it was supposed to. And again, I know those experiences is making me better, a better DB coach, if you will, for Florida State. What recruiting territory are you going to have now that you've settled in? Yeah, I'm going to have everything going back west on I-10. So I got the panhandle of Florida. I got South Alabama and mm. South Mississippi all the way over to New Orleans. Uh, and okay. then just naturally, uh, any defensive back that we're recruiting, uh, I'm going to tag team with the area coach right. uh, for the ones that are not in my area and just go nationwide to, to recruit the top defensive backs in the country as well. Okay. Well, over the last 10 years or so, um, the panhandle has always kind of been under-recruited uh, by Florida State and mm -hmm. maybe you know, missed on, on some guys, but what, what's the tone been? What have you received from kind of the coaches in that area and what's your message to them been? Well, it's been very receptive. And, you know, at the end of the day, when Florida state was at its prime, 
uh, being successful year in and year out, they did have a good lock on the players that was coming from the panhandle. And at the end of the day, that is our territory. Uh, and it's important for us now to get it back to the point to where, without a doubt, Florida State is their first option coming from that area. And not only the panhandle, but any guys that we recruit going into South Alabama and South Mississippi as well, I mean, it's Florida State. And, you know, the good thing is that you jump on I-10 and it's easy access to be able to get here. Uh, you know, so for us, it's just bottom line being that, you know, the, the, the state of Florida is home for us. The Panhandle specifically is going to be an area that we put emphasis on. Mm-hmm. And any kids that come out of that area that we're looking to recruit, we're going to make it hard for them to say no to, to, to Florida State. All right, I'm going to give you a scenario here. It's, it's end mm-hmm. of January. You need a DB. You got to go off the grid. What back road city or, or state is best to kind of find that hidden gem when it comes to defensive backs? Where are you going? <laughs> well, really right here in Florida. <laughs> I know that's, okay, that's a good answer. That's a good answer. Here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, really at the end of the day, uh, very rarely would we have to leave the state Don't because it's so it. talent rich. Uh, you know, all the other schools from the other 49 states come to Florida, you know. So, uh, again, you know, we're going to go wherever that's necessary to get the best fit for what we're trying to do at Florida State. But Florida is a talent-rich state, and what we got to be able to do is just, you know, put it to where Florida State is their number one option mm-hmm. and be able to handpick whatever kids that we will want from the state and then be able to branch out and go within our footprint anywhere that's not in-state. Coach, keeping it in line with recruiting, uh, just looking back at your past resume, you've recently at Auburn were recruiting coordinator, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, and then at Charleston Southern, 2009 recruiting coordinator. So that's a decade apart, uh, two very different schools, uh, but similar job title, I guess. What did you learn from both of those experiences as it pertains to organization, recruiting? Like, like how did you handle each one of those roles as roles as recruiting coordinator, and how are they different from each other? Yeah, that's a really good question. Uh, I'm a firm believer, uh, based on experience, that you have to recruit specifically for the institution that you're at. Okay, so being a recruiting coordinator at Charleston Southern and being a recruiting coordinator at Auburn was apples and oranges. And, mm-hmm. you know, at the end of the day, you got to go and get the uh, players that fit, number one, the institution you're at, okay, from a conference standpoint. Uh, and, you know, be able to know what fit us as a staff. You know, Coach Norville, he put an emphasis on fit and family. Uh, and that's the one thing that we do from an evaluation standpoint is ask ourselves, does, does this kid fit? from a character standpoint, first and foremost, who we are and what we look for as far as being represented in a championship way off the field. And then obviously, does he have the size, the speed, and the skill set relative to his position? And once we can check the boxes and know that this kid fits us and it feels like family, then that's when we as a staff go full throttle in order to be able to you know, show the kid the vision that we have for him and who we are, what we stand for, and how we do things here at Florida State. So, uh, you know, that's kind of the thought process. And I really like it here because 
I've yet to work for a head coach that put a premium on recruiting as much as Coach Norville. And exactly what he demands and the standard that he have as far as the assistant coaches, you see him doing it. You know, so uh, I'm excited to, to be a part of that. I think almost half of the coaching staff has some sort of experience as a recruiting coordinator, if I'm not mistaken. I, I don't know if I've ever seen that before, where, where almost everyone has been, you know, had that title before. It's it's really rare. Have you ever seen that before in any of your stops, Coach? You know what? I haven't. I, I haven't. Uh, this is the first chance that, you know, I've had that opportunity. And, you know, it makes sense with what you're saying when we do sit around the round table. You know, you hear the different ideas when it comes to, having a specific plan for each individual kid that we're recruiting and just a strategic planning of how we go about things. You know, this, this is by far the best staff top to bottom that I've worked with when it comes to just the standard and recruiting and everything that goes with it. So, man, I'm, I'm super excited to see just what the future holds from that aspect. And the, the current recruiting coordinator and title is, is coach Jack, David Johnson. You guys, Worked together Absolutely. multiple times, right? Like, like back at Millsaps College, yeah. back at Division Three. Right? What was what was that like, and how cool is it now that you guys are, uh, are like a decade later, you're you're coaching together at Florida State? I imagine that's pretty neat. Yeah, it's really neat, man. Number one is because he was on the staff that I first started coaching with. We, he and I, we worked at Millsaps for four years, from 2005 to 2008. And, uh, you know, naturally we were on the same staff as Coach Norville on his original staff going into Memphis. So I was able to to work with him 2016 and 2017 as well. And, you know, now on the staff here at Florida State, it's just really neat, number one, to get a chance to work with someone who I really value our friendship. And even when we had to go our separate ways, Coach Yak is someone that I would speak to on a weekly basis. Uh, and then in the off season on a daily basis, you know, his wife and my wife are really good friends. His kids and my kids are really good friends. So I'm just fortunate, man, to be back on the staff with him. And it's amazing. He and I was talking earlier. I've been able to uh, witness and see his growth over the years to see the the husband and father that he is today. And man, he's a, a, a heck of a ball coach, heck of a recruiter. And, uh, you know, I'm just fortunate to be able to sit at the same table as Coach Johnson or right. Yak, if you will. Co- Coach Yak. <laughs> so uh, that, that was yeah. when, we let it, when we had him on the podcast. So I guess it was two days ago and at this point was uh, was yeah, how, how he got the nickname Coach Yak. So, uh, yeah. Well, well yeah. So when we were at Nielsen. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they, they actually came up with that name, the nickname form. Uh, prior to being at Millsaps, but while we were at Millsaps, he was coaching the receivers. Okay, and at the time, it was yards after catch. That's what Yak stood for. All right, and now it was the same way at Memphis. And now that he's coaching the running backs, he says that Yak stands for yard after contact. You know, so <laughs> uh, it, it, that 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 name Yak has been relative to the positions that he's coached for sure, and uh, that's my guy. What's your nickname? Yeah. I'm sorry? What, what's your nickname, Coach? Have they given you one yet? No, they haven't. They just <laughs> cut Woodson short and called me Coach Wood. You know, that that's kind of my nickname, and that's really what they called me do better. when I was growing do up as a kid as well. 
So, uh, you know, with the last name Woodson, my dad, his last, you know, his nickname was Big Wood. So coming up as a kid, I was always known as Little Wood. So Ooh, uh, that's that kind of. <laughs> yeah, man. But that's, uh, yeah, that's that's my nickname, man. They just cut the S-O-N off of Woodson and called me Coach Wood. All right. We'll see if they can get a little creative down here. Hey, this is a, this is a yeah. perfect. This is a perfect transition because uh, we had Charles James. When was it, Josh, on the podcast? Like uh, right after, after Coach Wood. Yeah, right after. No, maybe even January, right after Coach was hired. Uh, he wanted right. to talk a little bit about his experience with with you, Coach, uh, at Charleston Southern. And he said you uh, used to lay the wood when you were at Ole Miss. Like you were a big-time hitter. So that's a transition here. He said he got to see some old clips of you from when you were a player. Uh What's the best yeah, hit? What's yeah. the best hit you ever you ever had in college or high school? Like the one that you are the proudest of all these years later. Yeah, that's a really good question. Um, I'll tell you what, man. The first game I ever played in as a red shirt freshman, this was in the year two thousand. Uh, we were playing Tulane, and you know, at the time I was the nickel, so I would come in on passing situations, and at Ole Miss. I'm not sure if they still have it now, but back then they had this uh, wall that was the wall of pain and you had to be nominated by the team in order to get your name on the wall of pain post game. Once we watched film. So um, I was at nickel and they ran a bubble screen and, you know, I read it perfectly came up and, and made the hit. Uh, and that was probably my most memorable hit. Uh, because it was the first hit that I ever had as a college football player in the first game that I ever played. So that's the one that sticks out to me more than the rest, simply because it was my first college experience. Uh, and it meant a lot to me to get that nomination, uh, you know, as a, as a first game player. That should be your nickname is Wall of Pain. I don't know if that's that's shortened at all, but that should be the nickname. Uh, let's see. Last question I had. Last question I had, Coach, for you is uh, in your playing days in the SEC, uh, who's the best player you ever either played with or against? Uh, someone who just kind of was breathtaking in, in what they did athletically. Oh wow! Uh, uh, it's a list of many, but I would have to say maybe Deuce McAllister. Uh, you know, Deuce McAllister was a running back for us and he was a guy that was about six, two, six, two and a half, about 230 pounds. And he returned punts. So that go to show you the skill set that he had, uh, to go with the size and speed. He was a running back, played a long time for the new Orleans saints. If I had to say who was the most overall a freakish athlete, if you will. I, w- I would have to say Deuce McAllister. Mm. Okay, Coach. Um, we appreciate your time. Uh, this will be the last question. Uh, you were a two-time state champion at Moss Point High School. Um, give me your evaluation of an 18-year-old Marcus Woodson. And I also <laughs> want to know, would he be a take at Florida State? <laughs> <laughs> Great question. Uh he would be off for a hole, and what we would have to do is get him here to Florida State. <laughs> he would be a guy that we would for sure offer. Okay. Uh, but his overall speed coming out of high school would be a major concern. <laughs> Big uh, red flag. You know, so coming out of high school, I was probably mid-4-6 range. 
Mm. And I was one of those players that didn't get out of the bed running four four. I had to go and work for it. Okay. So, you know, I went from a four six as a senior and a freshman in, in college to becoming eventually a four four guy, but it came through hard work. And, you know, just looking at the standard of DBs that we're recruiting here at Florida State, uh, you know, speed, elite speed is something that we're looking for. Uh, so with that, I think uh, he would definitely be an offer guy, but we'll have to hold until we can get him to camp and see how fast he could run. <laughs> yeah, that, that's one of those camp offers. I got gotcha. you. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Hey, Coach, man, that was really entertaining. Uh, we appreciate your time. I know you're busy. Uh, Thanks for everything and good luck this season. All right. Thanks coach. Uh, uh, thank you. Thank you guys, man. Thank you for having me and uh, go nose. Yep. Talk to you later. Marcus Woods and everybody. He had some, coach, he had some juice, Brandon. He brought coach, it. Coach wall of pain is what I'm calling him. I like it. That's I don't think it's going to stick. Maybe. That's we'll see. Gotta stick. Yeah, that was, that was good. That was uh, that was fun. He brought some good energy. I, I like it. All Who's right. Oh God, I don't know. The, to to show a glimpse behind the curtain, we're recording these like two days ahead of time, so I can't. I'm losing track of days at this point. Some days we have two guys coming up. It's it's just give uh, me a time and a place, and I'll be there. There's more coaches. All right, let's let's wrap this up. I hopefully you guys are enjoying this series. If you are, five star review on iTunes. You like that shameless plug, Joshua? Uh, sure. for, for Josh Newberg, I'm Brendan Snow. I want to thank Coach Wood for coming on and and being the latest. Uh, of FSU's assistant coaches in our Meet the Coach series. So uh, for, for Josh, I'm Brendan Sinone on the bench. We'll talk to you guys tomorrow. moments of the UEFA Champions League 24-7. The UEFA Champions League channel is a new 24-hour streaming channel serving non-stop goals, highlights, and full match replays from the world's most prestigious club competition. Reminisce on your favorite moments, legendary players, and brilliant goals with the UEFA Champions League channel streaming around the clock on Pluto TV and the CBS Sports app.